Welcome, everybody, to another Four Transplants and a Microphone episode. Uh, we are talking all things Charlotte. Today's going to be a bit geography-based. And if you're thinking about moving here, thinking about doing business here, do live here, do want to do business here, anything like that, we've got all the topics covered. So we'll start by going around the horn like we usually do and introduce ourselves so you can hear our voices. This is Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Consulting Firm, helping small businesses be data-driven. Brandon Devenia with Superior Data Solutions. We're a small business IT solutions provider. Brian Johnson with Maine and Johnson. We are a business coaching and consulting company. Russell Hughes with Hughes Realty Advisors. We do voiceovers and middle market specialty commercial real estate brokerage. All right. You could be like a basketball, like a college basketball stadium announcer with <clears> that voice. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. I want a career after retirement. Okay, we should probably start it now. Yeah, and this is uh, this is for my reel. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the highlight reel. Yeah, it's going to be his audition tape. Later. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Charlotte, North Carolina. So we were just talking how a lot of people come here and it checks all the right boxes for them. And we've talked about it in episodes before. You could get to the mountains in a few minutes, or go to Asheville two hours away. You go to the beach in three hours. Everything's close by, or close enough by. We're going to get into that a little more deeply in the, the next episode if you want to hear about all that stuff as well. Also, yes, didn't know that. Yeah. We, have, we have a whole schedule going Yeah, now. Yeah, we've got Russell a schedule. has decided what we're doing. The next everybody. episode, I don't know when Brandon's <laughs> going to put stuff out. So if it's not, just look for the description. Yes. The decider. For the or, regional or, area of Charlotte description. What Russell's trying to figure out is which of our two or three top fans will figure out that he's wrong <laughs> and call him on it. Okay comment section let's just address it right now you're too rowdy in the comment section you're going to get banned just saying it right now going on record we're just hoping people are listening but charlotte's pretty centrally located that's what we were talking about so we've talked about mountains before we've talked about a beach before we've talked about being in uptown five minutes to the suburbs five minutes after that to the mountains and stuff like that so i know none of us are obviously from here everybody adopted the culture that was here. and it's been pretty fun just being a part of carolina yeah, I, I think when you come down, and, and we've talked a little bit too about what's the culture that you find, and some of it is to be determined. And so the tendency when you waltz on in is, well, great, if it isn't already defined, then I'm just going to make it, in my case, Little Ohio. OH. But no, nobody will, but that's okay. Fans out there. A bunch of Ohio State people here. If you're from Ohio State or Ohio, don't come. We have plenty. And that's a good lead into kind of what we were talking about is when people move out here and the whole purpose of the podcast is people moving out here and what to expect when you move out here. But the purpose of the podcast is not to complain about what we like and don't like. The yep. purpose of the podcast is to tell you what we do like. And one of the big things we have is if you're moving out here, make sure that you're moving out here and leave your baggage behind. Come out here and be part of North Carolina and part of Charlotte and don't try to change Charlotte or North Carolina to where you came from. You left there for a reason. I joked in another episode that I was a refugee from California, but I really feel that way. Yeah. I fled, the, I literally fled the state and half the people I know fled with me. They, they mm -hmm. literally just fled the state. Yeah. It's There's such another way of saying it is, because uh, Brian was talking about Little Ohio and 
I think there's a difference between wanting to contribute what you specifically and specially bring to the table to your new life in the Carolinas and wanting to change life in the Carolinas to reflect where you left from, especially if you're fleeing from there. Bring the best of you. Bring the best of, of your heritage, your culture, your, your everything that is the best of you. And any of the stuff that you had to run away from that you moved here, just leave that behind. Don't try to bring that with you. Because that's I think that's where we get into trouble and, and and that's where you might get you might get some un southern hospitality pushback in a rather aggressive way. So it's it's rare, but that does happen. Mm-hmm. And the whole like moving for anybody is a new start. Whatever you're doing, whatever stage of life you're in, it is a new start to an extent. North Carolina or the Carolinas in general are great for that because, especially with Charlotte, very transplant city, not a whole lot of like true Charlotte identity out there. So everybody's doing their own thing and trying to be happy. And it's a great place for any new start or just like picking your favorites of wherever you came from and continuing them and leaving all the crap behind. I think too, you're touching on it. One of the things that I've heard probably more commonly from people that have been in, you know, the greater Charlotte area for a while, not transplants, they grew up here or at least lived a majority of their life, is their thing is, man, there's just so many people. I hear from the north, but I think really it's anything outside of like the southeast mm-hmm. moving into Charlotte. And yeah. the only reason they say that is because they notice it because it's like it's like you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Right. And so I think Charlotte's a little bit different because what I found is in the surrounding areas, those are the areas that all the, the I call them regulars, but they're the, the, the ones that were born here, live. Like, they don't go into Charlotte because it's overrun. It's like a zombie, you know, infiltration of people from outside. But the truth is, like, when you walk into Charlotte, like, if you blindfolded me and had me walk down the street and I'm in downtown Charlotte, I wouldn't know that I'm in the southeast any more than I would know I'm in right. Chicago other than the temperature, and that's about it. It's a city in the South, not Correct. necessarily a Southern city. Correct. Yep. And I, I think when you, when I think of what people say, it's not about, hey, you're not from here, but it's you don't seem to want to be here other than you like what it offers, and you're not gonna take, you're gonna take the stuff that's convenient and that's not. Great way of showing it up. Yep, no, it's perfect. That's absolutely it. Be here to be part of the solution. Be here to be make it better. Don't be here just because it's convenient and not really contribute anything. I mean, that was one of the things, when we moved here, I had never lived anywhere in my life that was more rah-rah Charlotte. The cheerleading, like, when you join the business community of Charlotte, and it used to be this way, I hope it still is, there was an expectation that you get seen out in the community putting in work before anyone would come close to you. Even like transplants, but especially the locals, there was an expectation that you put in your time and you put in your work. And all we're saying is continue to have that attitude that you bring something unique to the table that can make Charlotte better. Put in and don't just expect everything to be you know, handed to you. And, and for love of God, do not start electing people or passing laws that make it look more like where you came from because that will be the kiss of death for anyone around here to interact with you. In Charlotte's Charlotte, right? People knew about Charlotte before everybody was moving here. Mm -hmm. It's not like it was an unknown. Uh, Where I was from, I knew Charlotte way more than I knew Raleigh. 
and mm-hmm. Raleigh being the yeah. capital and the, the quadrant of technology or triangle of technology. But my point where I was going with this is Charlotte is like Atlanta 15 years ago where it's all the corporations are moving down. You're getting people from all over the country coming in. And I don't know if you've been to Atlanta, but like you go to Buckhead or Cartersville or these places that are still considered like, you know, Marietta that are like outside of Atlanta. They're a good 45 minutes to an hour sometimes to get downtown. And that's how far out people have had to expand to be a part of that area. So, I mean, there, there's always communities. I, I, I did a lot of work with people from overseas that were from my company that were moving into the States. And so they would find areas that had a higher than average Italian population if they were Italian. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think that kind of stuff makes perfect sense. Get acclimated by people that are like <clears> you, <throat> that have gotten acclimated ahead of you. But I think it always makes me wonder though, is Charlotte like the next Atlanta in terms of how it's growing and what's going to happen? Because I know a lot of people that are in Atlanta that they're already looking to like get to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Because it's yep. 15 years behind, or whatever the number is, I don't. Well, know. We're, and, and we've got to be careful on that front. Yeah, I think you get a lot of that too, depending on each city. So you have Dallas. Look at the demographic in Texas. Texas was hardcore red state. It's not like that anymore. It's purplish now, and it's because of all the influx of people moving to Texas and Damn all these, Californians. Yeah, it, pretty much. I actually got a job. Well, I got a client, a lumberyard. The first thing he said, he's from California. Mm-hmm. He goes, you better not bring your with you. Yeah. And fair enough. Like, fair. I, I get, don't bring all that nonsense with you. And, hey, that's, like I said, that's what I told him. I left for a, re- a very specific reason because it's it's craziness. We were talking about the homeless problem, drug problem, crime, everything else. That's not why I came here. I came here, and I'm all in for North Carolina. I want to be part of the culture and I've changed my attitude coming here from a big city where you don't trust people, you don't, mm-hmm. it, that's all gone. I go out of my way to make sure that I try to make someone today better by saying thank you or just that whole thing is. Just smiling and, and nodding yes. at people walking down the road. Like last time it was Manhattan. And honestly, Manhattan before pre-9-11 was even more closed off and jaded. Post-9-11, at least people realized that they were on this island together and they were a little bit more friendly but if you like walk past someone without acknowledging them or or nodding your head in the south someone's going to stop you and be like dude are you okay i mean like it's a it's a warning sign for people they're like are you clinically depressed we need to get you (laughs) help like the waving thing was the first thing i noticed every you drive down the street Oh, yeah. don't need everyone Sweetie and honey, by the way, are totally appropriate things to call anyone in the South. If you go to fast food and someone calls you sweetie or honey, it's not a pejorative. They're not judging you. It's the friggin' South. No, that's a wonderful comment, yeah. love. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Except when creepy Brian does it. Yeah. But when, <laughs> what, what I was, the reference I was making to Atlanta isn't so much that Charlotte becoming Atlanta. It's the thing I heard from people in Atlanta constantly is, or I should say Georgia, is Atlanta's not Georgia. And I think when I look at Charlotte, it's it's not about trying to convert Charlotte to you, because I don't think people are going to be able to do that on their own anyways. But Charlotte will lose Charlotte if people come in expecting it to become what they want. Instead, you're the visitor. You're moving in. Mm-hmm. You adapt. You figure out what you like about it. And then, because we've talked about restaurants and stuff, and I think we're a little bit hard just in general on restaurants, but 
Let's just say, but that's an area where, okay, what Charlotte does need is an influx of people from those native places to bring their experiences in because it will benefit all of Charlotte. Positive spin on, on it all really is it's very easy to do once you're here. It's easy to just jump into Carolina culture and mm -hmm. smile at your neighbor and wave to him. And I know Russell, like the, the grocery store offered to give his kids like a playground for the 20 minutes he's going to shop and stuff. It's yeah. Freak me out. But it's a very easy, it's a very just friendly environment. Yeah. Super easy to get involved, to your point earlier, Russell, too, of if you're a business owner and you want to get involved in nonprofits and stuff, super easy to do. Everybody's happy to have you and loves some good input and everything like that. It is very easy to hop on board, and that is... But we need to be about, we need to be charlatans. Sure. And I think that's yeah. Brian's point, is we yeah. need to be charlatans. We need to, there is the opportunity in the 10 years that I've been in Charlotte to isolate yourself into your little pocket and know your neighbors and know your neighborhood and not really consider yourself to be a charlatan. And that's what's happened in Atlanta is people from Atlanta are, they're from their neighborhood. They're not really about being from Georgia and be charlatan, be about the city. And then by extension, you'll be about the Carolinas. And like I said before, in a previous podcast or a future podcast, I'm not sure which order these are going to come out in. We're hard on the border of South Carolina. So, like, we consider ourselves Carolina people. Hey, Russell used the word charlatan. <laughs> Five points for Russell. <laughs> My wife calls it charlatinis, which is even funnier. I don't even know like if that's a real word. Yeah, 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 the charlatini. Yeah. So. That sounds like a martini, but. It's, it's. There's a danger of coming here and taking advantage and, and, and enjoying the amazing offerings that the city has to offer and not really giving back or not really getting engaged or not really becoming a member of this city and the Carolinas. And that's all we're suggesting that you don't do. Just come in because there's so much to offer. There's so much to offer regionally. There is so much that Charlotte brings to the table within four hours. And if you identify as someone from the Carolinas, like it's all available. But there are certain ways you need to conduct yourself. Yes, sir, no, ma'am is pretty darn prevalent. I don't know what the non-binary version of that would be, but if you want to use it, I'm sure people would be open to it. But it's the polite factor. It's not necessarily the, the sir and ma'am don't get hung up there. Yes. Looking at you, California. I, I, I heard the new one was uh, fair to Midland. Fair to Midland. I, I didn't know what that was. She's like, how you doing today? Fair to Midland. For people from California, Masameno is basically the Spanish version. Yeah. I haven't heard that one either. I not once. No. Yeah. Fair to Midland or Masameno? No, Fair to Midland. Yeah. I've never heard it either. Yeah, my yeah. dad was from Missouri. Fair to Midland was pretty common. Yeah, that means I'm doing uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that is pretty funny. People start a conversation like that too, though. They're just, what are you doing? Yeah, fair to Midland, apparently. Yeah. And then just, how are you? And like genuinely interested, like, how are you? Can yeah, I help you? That is a different, like I said, that is the different way I had mentioned it in another one that a guy came up and said, well, I'll, I'll play you for a beer, rock, paper, scissor. And I'm like, yeah. oh boy. But like I said, it was just a genuine conversation starter. And he sat down for 20 or 30 minutes I, and we, that was we talked. I was going to, similar experience like this. 
in Ohio, and I'm sure it's like this in, in other places, like somebody comes up to you and, hey, how's it going? If you answer them, they're ticked at you. That was intended to be a diversion tactic. To like, <laughs> it's like a smoke screen, so you can't see him disappear. But That's like, why LeBron threw the, <laughs> the chalk. <laughs> nice. But like, but like you, you hear that, and the expectation is you just say, oh, good, awesome, and you just walk away. Right. And it's a greeting, but it has no, no depth. And it's like, you're right, because I made that if you want to call it a mistake, if I was trying to get somewhere quickly, this was <laughs> I had things yeah. to do in August. But, but like, <laughs> you like, got to be I, careful. I asked that question to someone, and like, as a matter of fact, and literally sat down, and I'm like, uh, do I have to sit down now? And sat down and went through his whole last month. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I thought I was trying to avoid you by saying, how are you doing? Nope. That was all about conversation. I think we've covered this before, but if we haven't, be super careful of judging people based on your perception or your previous locale norms. Absolutely. Yeah. I know some people that wear overalls and drive really old pickups that are worth probably a hundred million dollars. And you would never know. They're just super down to earth, genuine Southern accent, pickup driving person. And if you didn't know, you would never know. But just be super careful about judging people. Books by the covers around here. It's just dangerous. Don't get me it's, started on the truck conversation. We're <laughs> down there yet. Well, and, think and, the audience isn't ready for that one. Right. Well, but the other part of your preconceived of what you think life is normally like, like I said, coming from a big city, my preconceived notion of someone asking me for something is they're literally going to try to ask me for money mm -hmm. or ask me for something. They're, they want something from me. It's not to be genuinely nice. It's not to be anything like that. It's it's for something. Mm -hmm. They've got an angle. It's some kind of hustle. It's right. something like that. And we talked about like returns. When we had people return stuff, when I worked at Lowe's, it, it was a hustle. Yep. You had to be super vigilant because you were going to get hustled. Somehow you were going to get hustled at that return counter. It's See, not like that here. It's not. I, I don't come with that. So that was never an issue for me from Ohio. It was never like anybody was ever going to take anything from you or anything like that. So m my notion is I was more, because of my travels, more aware of it when I was in Barcelona and had my wallet pickpocketed. Mm -hmm. so it was from, I just looked at it, it was as big city versus non-big city. And then when I said even that, when I look at the South, like I just assumed well, that'll never happen. Maybe Atlanta. But Sorry, folks. Take the mic away from Russell here. <laughs> but said one too many times. I've never had that feeling at all that I was somehow going to get hustled in Charlotte. Not once. Never even yeah. crossed my mind. No, agree. And, and if anybody else is wondering why Brian doesn't live in Ohio anymore, we're, we're oh, curious about it periodically ourselves. So just understand that's not just a you thing. <laughs> I got. Uh, I got expelled. Here's much better. No, he got expelled. I get expelled. <laughs> much better. <laughs> it's too um, cold there. <laughs> See, it is too. Yeah. Well, it's also March in 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 Michigan and Ohio. It's just it's just gray. I mean, it's just gray. Yeah, we don't have a lot of gray days here. No, we can get into the no. whole weather discussion no. at some point too. Yeah, it's we're coming up on August, and it's uh, it was actually super nice today because it was only 85 degrees and like 90 percent humidity. So. Yeah. We're out golfing and weren't sweating like crazy. Yeah, awesome. we're sweating, but it wasn't terrible. Could totally get through the day. Yeah, when we first moved here, I was interviewing for jobs with other companies in July, and I had a suit and tie on, 
in a dark suit and tie. And people were looking at me like, I'm pretty sure one woman said, bless your heart as she walked past me. I mean, it was, it was that bad. But I'm like, yeah, you, you, you learn to adjust. You learn to understand that there's a different dress code for business unless you work for a bank. Luckily, there's no banks in Charlotte um, <laughs> in July and August. But, you're, yeah, you, you definitely get to the point where you're like, it's only 90. Right. It's kind of nice. Yeah, that That's, that is a huge one, though, is that in Ohio, if you were going to go out on a date or go out like on a business meeting, there'd be no way you'd ever show up in shorts. Even if you were going golfing, we'd have been like our friend Lyle today in, in long pants. Yep. That would have just been the norm. And here it's it's relaxed. That Everybody's just, dude, it's 95 degrees. Why would you wear pants? Yep. I have that debate with myself every that, day, but it's for a different reason. As long as you're wearing a collared shirt, you're pretty much good to go. Yeah. That Don't comes forget into your like, collared shirt. That comes into the culture too. You can yeah. show up to a meeting with just like a company logo shirt and it's a polo and you're totally good. We were at, Russell and I were at this event. It was at OMB, one yep. of the big breweries. And some like big merger and acquisition company, um, Viking. Was Viking. It was Viking, yeah. yeah. You were so I wasn't to be even there, there but yep. yeah, yeah. Now you're supposed to be, but you but, um, you blew us off. Yeah, you're, you're didn't take I had better things to do on a Friday night <laughs> to be with you guys, but yeah. that's okay. Um, Ohio State was playing somewhere, yeah. something. That was because it was the playoffs. They were still alive. Oh wow! <laughs> Sorry, where was well, Michigan in that? Yeah, they, oh, they lost right. that yeah. night anyway. So yeah. like but, they always do in the playoffs. So. <laughs> People were in full suit there. People were in polo and shorts. People were, I saw a couple guys in gym, short, gym yep. shorts and gym clothes. And yep. everyone was like, hey, how's it going? There was, yep. It was just that kind of culture. As long as you have a smile on, doesn't matter. It matters what you're wearing to an extent, obviously. But well, the, the, sure, the gym shorts didn't go over well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I tell people, people still shook his hand. I tell that. young people this all the time. Um, like, my dad came from nothing. My father-in-law came from nothing. The one thing that we were always taught as kids, me and my wife, and, and I teach our daughter, and, and I teach anyone else that I run across, you can fit in damn near anywhere with a proper set of manners. And especially in the South, it is an expectation that you have proper manners. That said, if you have proper manners and you show up, as long as it's a collared shirt, it can be a polo, it can, you, you can be in shorts, as long as you have proper manners, you're good to go. Jack, what do they teach kids these days? <laughs> well, yeah. At our elementary school. <laughs> Jack, what are they teaching in preschool these days? I don't know. I, I don't know. Probably manners. Probably. I don't know. I really don't know the CMS school system, but... Um, no, CMS is bad. Or the private school system. Even worse. School system is what that was coming out as. I don't know what that is either. But as we wrap up here... Take us um, to the bump here. Carolina in general, Charlotte specifically, very open, very welcoming, very easy to get involved in, very easy to have fun in, can go anywhere. Don't judge a book by its cover, and uh, it's a cool place to get involved with. So leave your baggage at home or wherever you came from and come enjoy Carolina. There we go. There you are. Yeah. Tune in next time. And I think, Bren, let's, let's take this one out. Oh, let them know where we're at. Oh, that's right. Thank you very much to Jock and Jills. And Jock and Jills, for all the Browns fans out there, is apparently a Browns backers bar, I found yeah. out. So good to know. Thank you very much. Great food, great service, great beer. We don't get closing time. But it was a very short closing time this yeah, time. Yeah. Closing a brief time. close. Now, now we're going out. All right. <laughs>